For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Use the code word REBEL for a discount on pillows, sheets, pet beds, and everything else at MyPillow.com. Woo! Rebels, it's that time. Can you feel it? Are you ready to be a great parent? Do you want to feel like you're back on your honeymoon? Well, we believe in you and God believes in you. Rebels, it's time to join the rebellion. It's time for Rebel Parenting. What's happening, Rebels? Hope you're having a great week. Our friend Wendy Gossett is back in the studio with us. Love in-studio guests. So much easier just to have them right there face-to-face talking about behaviors and temperaments of our kids. Wendy is the author of the child temperament test we've sent out. I mean, we've sent it out hundreds and hundreds of times because when I took that test for my son Lincoln, it transformed our relationship. She is amazing. You're going to love her. This podcast is brought to you by SaveTheStorks.com, my favorite pro-life organization. Definitely check them out. Let's dive into this broadcast. Here's Wendy Gossett on today's edition of Rebel Parenting. All right, Rebels, thanks for joining us. Finally, it's a beautiful day in college. It was in the 40s this morning, though. It's yes, June. It was still I know. Cold. It, it is still steel. chilly. It is still chilly. Our friend Wendy Gossett is with us in studio. We have given out your child temperament test, I mean, a million times. Mm-hmm. Our friend Sarah was like, oh, my friend's got this child temperament test. And I was like, yeah, 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 whatever. And then I forget what. I wasn't going to take it. And then I filled it. It was quick. 10 minutes? Good. Maybe. Maybe you're just gifted, Ryan. No. I'd say it's more like 20 minutes. Well, here's the deal. It was easy to take it for my child. Yes. Right. Me filling it out for myself is the worst. We just did... Um, the marriage one. A yeah. marriage one. You know what I find, Ryan, is that I bet 80% of the time men test incorrectly. It's men. And I think it's because their what? identity... Yeah. Their identity is wrapped up in what they do. Oh, so with your test, do you think they test incorrectly? My, the themselves. adult test. The but adult what's one. great the about test. the child okay. test is not only are you closer to the nature because when they're yeah. first born, they mm-hmm. are fresh, hot off the press, right? It's 100% nature. So you're closer to that pure form of who they actually are. Mm. And then the more nurture kicks in because... Science says that it's 50% nature. Your personality is 50% nature, 50% nurture. So nurture involves My the parents, the siblings. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But it, it was but so it's, funny. I'm telling you, it's 2019 in the 60s. When my dad was getting his PhD at USC, it's not like it's some slouch school that they know what they're talking about. In the 60s, they were still teaching kids are a blank slate. It's 100% parents. Right. Every action your kid takes, it is your fault. Right. And anyone with twins, right, Kristen, knows twins are like night and day. You know, they come out. I actually had a mom say that her twins switched places in utero. Because one was like, I'm coming out first. You betcha. You betcha. So, yeah, I'm going to be large and in charge. But, yeah, men don't do well taking the test because they have to conform to their job and Mm -hmm. what they're doing and that success mindset. And so, for me, it was with the parrot one, especially, 
I was trying to figure out like, well, is it how I feel today or how I feel in general or how generally I am over the last few years? Right. Or is it how I want to be? Like, oh, and Laura's like, oh, I did it in like 10 minutes. No yeah. big deal. Like, how dare you? And that's what's hard about all these free online tests that are out there is that people will take them, they mistest themselves, and then they look up the description and they decide, oh, this doesn't work. This isn't yeah. fit. Yeah. This yeah. And, and so... Yeah. The says a very similar thing. She said, with the Enneagram test, she was like, I don't believe in the online tests. Mm-hmm. I don't think yep. it works most of the time. Right. I think people misdiagnose themselves, then they think they're under this category and they're like, what? What's going on? Right. Yeah, yeah, it's so true. And so, but I'm able to cut through that probably within two minutes or so. Like I just had it happen the other day. I had a man who tested as what all men test as, the alpha of society, the ESTJ. That's what almost every man tests as because society tells you you have to be on time, you have to meet deadlines, you have to do this and this and this and this. And so every single man tests as that type. Oh, wow. Yeah. So anyway, I said, so tell me what you did in college. How did you two meet? Mm. He goes, oh, I was an actor. And right away, I'm like, oh, you're so not the type you tested as. Yeah, I just knew from that he was an actor. You you have to answer that way. Yeah, right. Or you've had to conformed to a certain way. So you're answering for how you have to be, not who you necessarily are. are. Right. Or they're just interpreting the questions differently. But you kind of have to look over the big picture of your life. Like, you know, who you, were you in high school? Mm. Were you this kid that didn't want to go to class? You were, you know, skipping class. And then now all of a sudden you're this super responsible adult, mm. you know? And so you've got to kind of look at that. Sure, mm. sure. And, and that's what usually happens when I'm working with a couple is as we continue to peel back the layers, the man starts to smirk and he's like, yeah, in high school, I kind of didn't go to class a whole lot. And I was <laughs> this and that. And, you know, yeah, and so it starts seeping out. Right. OK. Mm-hmm. That awesome. true, that true nature. And, you know, of course, people always ask me, does your temperament change? Yeah. And I say it really doesn't. Because you can boil it down to the Wizard of Oz, once again, which is Dorothy just had that personality of security, following Mm. the rules, do it the right way. She wanted to go home. She's driven by safety and security. Yes. So that is never going to change. If you're a rule follower, you're always going to be a rule follower and it's going to make you twitchy if you don't have a plan. So and then there's there's the lion type, you know, who was just all about courage and freedom and self-expression and roaring. And so, yeah, you can learn to be that responsible guy that goes to the office every single day. But on your vacation, you are going to be unplugged. And if your wife tries to put a schedule on you, you're going to roar hard because you need freedom. Freedom. Mm -hmm. And that's not going to change. You're not going to have a job. You're not going to be happy in a cubicle. You're going to need to be in some kind of sales or be in a position where you're your own boss. Yeah. You don't want anyone else telling you what to do. You're going to be calling the shots. Nice. And that's that lion type. And yes, that's what I think you are. I, I have a really hard time working for someone. Yes. Else. And I think you're the lion type. That's what I. <clears throat> My dad and I were talking about that recently. Someone was saying, you know, aren't you mad that you're not taking over your dad's organization? And I was like, no. Like, really? Why? Why aren't you mad? I go, what would I do? Well, you know, you'd make it better. I'm like, okay. So I'd go in and change everything. Like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, exactly. And I'd lose the entire audience. Mm-hmm. Like, wh- mm-hmm. who wants that? People that listen to my dad listen to him for a reason. Mm-hmm. Right. They're expecting the same thing all the time. The employees. I go, so mm-hmm. half the employees quit or I fire them because I don't want them to work for me either. Mm-hmm. 
And then I changed the radio program completely to be exactly what I want it to be. Mm-hmm. And everyone that wants to listen to him is now like, we don't want to listen to you. We don't want to listen to that. Yeah. This is terrible. I'm like, yeah. he needs to find some. There's a book called Find Your Why. No, start with why. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at my at Focus on the Family with my dad, Focus on the Family without my dad, and Family Talk right now. And then the succession plan, he started with a very clear why. Why was he doing what he was doing? Why was mm-hmm. he on the radio? Why was he writing books? Mine is different. I still want to help families. I still want to help marriages, but my why is different. And so I'm looking to me, not to him. Like my sister works with him and she's, Danae, oh my goodness, she's so talented. You should see my sister. I think she's written 27 books, 28. I was going to say 28. Wow. It might be over 30 now. Wow. She was the youngest publisher in Word Publishing. She published her first book at 12. It was a bestseller, too. Yeah. No way. Yeah. (laughs) It was really good. It sold for a million years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But it's she understands book. his voice and uh-huh. his motivation. Uh-huh. So like if they write something in his voice, she'll look at that and be like, oh, he wouldn't say that. He wouldn't say those words. Uh, and her thought process when she does that isn't what do I think is best. It's what would he say? Mm. What does he believe? Mm-hmm. And that was one of the struggles I had. Like my dad and I didn't fight in at work. Mm-hmm. If I was trying to succeed him or take over, we would have because mm-hmm. I'd be like, well, I think we ought to do da da da. Well, I don't mm-hmm. because I'm always looking at what I think. Yeah. Not what someone else thinks. Yeah. And I was really raised that. I mean, he was such a unique individual in doing what he was doing. He's the first person to film himself in one area and then have it played for another audience at another time and place. Wow. That's just amazing. And when I just learned the other day that. that he interviewed Ted Bundy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The night before he passed. <laughs> I was, Did you watch the documentary? Like, what? Yeah. And that's, that's, I saw him on that's there. That's how I found that out. Yeah, that was pretty interesting. Yeah. By the way, it looks like it's middle of day when they've shown him on screen. Uh-huh. It was uh, like 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. That's how many lights were out there. Wow. I have a whole story about that. Wow. Whole anyway, whole we'll have to talk but off had, camera. But he was the tangent, first tangent. in so many things. Uh-huh. And so when I do certain things, I'm like, well, it's never been done that way before. Well, until it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, doctors said you couldn't run a one-minute mile. Mm-hmm. No, four-minute no, four mile. Minute mile. You couldn't run a four-minute mile. The heart would explode. That's Physicists right. said you can't do a backflip on a motorcycle. You can't do a backflip. It's physically impossible. The laws of nature won't allow it. People are doing front flips on motorcycles now. Yeah, Front flips. That's and double backflips. Double backflips. Travis Pastrana did a triple backflip. Oh, he now. did a triple? Oh, yeah. Triple backflip oh. on a motorcycle. They said one couldn't be done. Well, now when one was That's done, nuts. lots of people can do it. That's it's, crazy. It can't be done until it is. Well, then it's the norm. Well, yeah. you know what's so interesting, too, is the, the free spirit that we're talking about, the lion type. The first thing that they say if I were in a class or something is, oh, you can't put me in a box. Mm. But because they all say that, they're in a box. They're in a box. Hilarious. But but that type, they can morph. They're street smart and they know they're salespeople. Yeah. They know how to Hang morph second, to whatever what group we're talking about. In. Wendy's got a new book coming out. We've done our child temperament test for our kids. It is fantastic. Yeah. I say this every time. In the middle of watching the video about Lincoln, I was like, oh, and I hit pause and I ran in the other room because one of the things that you said was don't just compliment him to other people. Tell him the compliments you pay him to other people. Mm-hmm. Tell him those things. I mean, it's a tree falls and the ones you don't hear it doesn't fall. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things. If you're complimenting your kids to other people and never to them, do they ever feel it or hear it? No. Well, you know what's so interesting is I've heard that actually it's a, a statistic that I read. I just can't remember where it came from, but we ignore 
90% of the good things that our kids do. And oh. we focus on oh. 10%. Oh, I can totally see the, that. The negative. Yes. Because, and sometimes it's the inconsequential mm-hmm. behavior. Yep. Yeah. Where it's just they're, you know, doing something annoying. Yeah. And we just focus on that. Rather totally. than the 90% of wonderful things mm, that's they're so doing. Sad. And that's, you know, my main message to parents is that you learn your child's strengths. Because sometimes if that child is so different from you, you can't recognize mm. the strengths mm-hmm. because you're looking through You've your one narrative. Yeah, yeah, you're looking through yep. your blurry your lens. And so, you know, I have a mom who's so sensitive, like the type, it's the Dorothy type who's extremely sensitive. They're not assertive. And they just assume that every time their child cries that, oh, they're hurting. And I'm like, no, they could be extremely angry and frustrated. And still be crying. Right. Yeah. And it could be bouncing off of them, like if they're a lion type. Right. It's just bouncing right off, and they're just expressing how mad they are in the moment, and they're like manipulating you because they know you're so sensitive. Yep. And the best way, too, to reinforce negative behavior is by giving attention. Yep. And so right. every time you're focusing on that negative behavior, you're reinforcing it. Mm. Oh, that's interesting. And so to reinforce the behavior you want to see, that's what you need to do. So instead of saying, you know, By the way, that works in don't too. kick that chair. It works, in- it works in marriage too. Oh, yes. I tell you, we get this with husbands and wives that we coach all the time. He will just, you know, constantly hound her over these things. Constantly hound her. Mm-hmm. And she'll do the same thing, same thing, same thing. That doesn't make you want to change. No. Nope. Being told you're wrong all the time does not make you want to change. Right. No. Being appreciated for being right definitely makes you want to get right more often. Right. And yeah. you see that in public. We were flying home from Christmas. Laura had had surgery. She's in a wheelchair. And I don't know if it's a natural thing or if it's a learned thing. But I'm very polite to customer service people. Hmm. And good for you. Anyone that goes out of their way to help, I say thank you because it's Mm -hmm. so rare. Yeah. Customer service stinks. Oh, it does. I mean, it's just this combative thing going on. Indentured servants. Yeah. And the lady was really helpful. And I was like, oh my goodness, thank you so much. It's been the craziest week. And she was like, really? Why? And I'm like, oh, my wife had surgery and we didn't fly home. Because she said, well, you didn't fly home a week ago. I'm like, no, we were supposed to fly home a week ago. And then my wife had emergency surgery. And she's like, oh my goodness, is that her in the wheelchair? I'm like, yeah, it's her in the wheelchair. And I got two kids and five bags and an extra bag I hadn't paid for and one bag that's 16 pounds overweight. And the fees were like, I don't know, 175 bucks at that point. And I was like, you've been so helpful. My goodness, thank you so much. I needed that so bad today. Hmm. It's like, oh, no problem. We get ready to walk away. And I was like, hey, I didn't pay for my bags. She goes, oh, no, you've had enough. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what? She just wanted a positive word. Because so nobody's much. thanking them. Yeah. They're complaining when the flight's delayed. They're, com- you know, all yeah. the things they have no concept. Well, and, and we do and, with our kids and our spouses. Well, and if your kid has an unusual temperament, so we're getting to the, the scarecrow and a tin man. This is all coming out in a book soon. Yes. Yes. This summer. It's on its 44th. Edition. That's right. right now, it's, all the editing process it's is a te- going on. It's a textbook, so yeah. it's 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 big. You could use it as a paperweight, but yeah. So the scarecrow and the Tin Man are rare types. They're only eight percent and six percent of the population. Oh, so if you have one of these under your roof, it's going to be really hard to reach huh? to see the strengths in these types mm. because one of the Tin Men types is kind of like 
a pink sparkly unicorn. And, you know, they don't fit in with our society. They're very distracted. They have a hard time finishing things. They live in la-la land most mm-hmm. of the time. And in our Dorothy society, mm-hmm. our follow-the-rules society, this type doesn't really fit in. And mm-hmm. so a parent is just looking at them going, ah, can you do this better and this better and this better? And and the sad thing is, is that type is the most sensitive to criticism out of all the types. And they need the most positive praise mm. of any type. And so it's so important for a parent that has this type of child to see the creativity and to see, you know, the beauty in mm-hmm. all that uniqueness. So the scarecrow is very much in their head. And they're very much about their intellect because the scarecrow wanted a brain. And so this type, what's never going to change is that they are going to be all about their brain and Mm. their intelligence. And so they're always going to want to prove how smart they are. And that's never going to change. And then you have the Tin Man type who is all about relationships and heart And what's never going to change about that type is that they are going to be sensitive, they're going to be insecure, and their relationships are going to be everything to them. Mm -hmm. And these types mistype a lot because the introverts think they're extroverted because they love people. And so it's a really common type that mistests wrong as an adult also. Mm -hmm. And some people think that the introvert extrovert is not that big of a deal if you get it wrong in a test, but it really is because every single, of course it is. Yeah. Yeah, Every single temporizing one's draining. Well, yes. And stage, mm -hmm. I'm just good at it, Mm -hmm. but I'm not extroverted. Mm -hmm. I don't like meeting lots of new people. I can, and I will, but like Laura knows this when we're done at an event, I'm beat. Like, I got to go back and just crash. Recharge. My adrenaline is spent. Mm-hmm. Laura loves meeting people. Kay, producer Kay loves meeting people, and it gives them energy to do that. Mm-hmm. I can do it and will, and I do it for my job a lot, but I'm telling you, man, at the end of the day, I am. I want to go sit in the bathroom and play a video game and not think about anything for, you know, or mm-hmm. watch a show or something. And I have a theory about that that I want to <laughs> tell you now that I think I know Hang on a second. People are asking well, what the title yes. of the book well, is. So, oh, okay. Well, first off, I wanted to ask, because this is such great stuff. If people want to find it now, where could they go just to get the Wizard of Oz stuff? Is that Well, this newsletter online? piece, too. Yes, yeah, so you <clears> can subscribe to my newsletter. Uh, you can go to my website at wendygossett.com, so it's really easy. Oh, perfect. My name, wendygossett.com. And you can sign up to be on the case, put a link in right mailing list for the book when the book comes out. And it also has the title of my book, which is Your Child's Inner Drive, Parenting by Personality from Toddlers to Teens. And you can sign up for a piece that I did called 14 instant strategies to have a deeper connection with your child mm. and that's a real beautiful ebook that I'll send out nice. for free so that was such a i mean telling you hearing that when i did the temperament test for lincoln because i had been talking about him to someone about these things that he was doing that were so great and i was so proud mm-hmm. of him and i couldn't believe it mm-hmm. and all of a sudden i was like wait you didn't tell him that mm-hmm. but it wasn't just telling him hey i'm proud of you for these things what made the difference to him was I was telling your grandpa 
and I was telling Mr. So-and-so, mm. and I told this person about you, and he was like, what'd you say? And I'm like, I was mm-hmm. telling them that you did, da-da-da-da-da-da-da, mm-hmm. and how proud of you I was, and how amazed I am at your ability, and da-da-da. And the compliment, it was like, oh, neat. Him hearing that I was telling other people about him in a conversation, mm-hmm. it was like, you could see just like this, Mm-hmm. You know, that it was like, it was like yeah. he got bigger and his eyes got big and it was like, and I, I remember just thinking, oh, I loved you. You felt it. You felt it. Mm-hmm. I loved you. It's that it. thing that a parent it. is like, mm-hmm. oh my goodness. Finally. Yeah. His type wants to be all things to all people. And mm-hmm. so you telling all those people how great he is, that just, that filled oh, yeah. him up. Because some types struggle with insecurity a lot more. And they need to hear validation a lot more. There are some types who don't need validation Mm -hmm. as much. It's really crazy because so many times a parent will think, oh, I'm wired just like my child because I'm a feeler. They're a feeler. You know, they're easy to get along with. They're actually two different kinds of feeling. There's feelers that are introverted feelers. And that doesn't mean that necessarily you're an introvert. It means that your type of feeling is internal and personal. And it means that you are more concerned about your identity than you are about pleasing the group. Whereas Mm. an extroverted feeler is more concerned about pleasing the group than they are about their own personal identity. And so when you have an introverted feeler, that person on the outside might be like, yeah, uh uh-huh. And on the inside, they're like, that totally goes against my personal convictions mm, and yes. I am not budging. And so that's that really sweet person that's really stubborn. You can't figure out why they're not yes. going along with it. Yeah. But it's just inside, they're this introverted feeler who inside knows their convictions. Whereas an extroverted filler is like, how do you feel about this? How do you feel about this? Like, I'm thinking about becoming a vegetarian. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Whereas an introverted filler, one day they just saw something that hurt them so deeply that was happening to an animal or whatever the reason. And all of a sudden they're like, I am never going to do that again. Mm-hmm. And so they the might not even tell anyone about it. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more Rebel Parenting. Hey Rebels, this portion of the podcast is brought to you by our friends at Save the Storks. Save the Storks helps moms with an unplanned pregnancy. And that's my story. I was an unplanned pregnancy. My birth mom was 16 and faced an uphill battle. And a pregnancy resource center in her area helped her carry me all the way to fruition and then helped adopt me into my family. And Save the Storks helps pregnancy resource centers across the country with stork buses providing mobile ultrasound machines where four out of five moms choose life after seeing their baby on an ultrasound and hearing the heartbeat. Over 6,000 babies have been saved on stork buses. Please support Save the Storks with your prayers and visit savethestorks.com to become a monthly sponsor. Join the movement and help us revolutionize the meaning of pro-life. For more information, visit savethestorks.com. Welcome back to Rebel Parenting. Did you miss us? Wow. Mm -hmm. With an extroverted feeler, how would you talk to them about finding their own identity as well? Do you know what I mean? Because sometimes we get swayed by the crowd so much that we're, you know, we're not true to ourselves. How do you be true to yourself while understanding your nature of wanting to please other people? Yes. And I think a lot of times it's just this is what parents can give to their kids is that I see you. 
and I understand you and I know that this is how you are. And that type can feel extremely insecure because they need this external validation. They don't have much of an internal locus of control. So the parent knows to work with this child on building their own truth. Mm. And when that child is calm, you know, and this is all in my book that, you know, when the child is calm and everything's great, the parent can work with the child, whether it's in a journal or whatever, and say, why do you feel the way you feel? Mm -hmm. Let me jump in on that one, mm -hmm. because this is true with your spouse. It's true with your kids. It's true with anybody around you. Mm -hmm. In the heat of the moment, not a teaching time. No. Not the best time. Not a teaching time, not a learning time. Right. In the heat of the moment, it's not there. In the heat of the moment, it's a loving time, an understanding time. Right. A compassion time. And I do want to say, by and large, all kids need way more compassion than they're getting. Absolutely. Way more love than they're getting. They need the 10% focused on. They need and the, these are all the things that you're doing great. Yes. Because the world's already telling them these are the things you're not doing well. Yes. And they need strategies because this just happened the other day. I was working with actually a parenting podcaster who's been doing this for years and years and years, but she'd never had the temperament done for her child. Mm -hmm. And so she was, you know, butting heads with her daughter and found out that feeling is her daughter's most inferior function. And not only is it feeling, it's introverted feeling, meaning she does not want to show or talk about Mm -hmm. her feelings. Mm -hmm. And her mom, number one, is extroverted feeling. So her mom is showing her feelings all the time, expecting her daughter to show her feelings. And And it's making her uncomfortable. And yes, it is. And so the other day, the daughter spilled chocolate all over the couch, and it was against the rules to come into the parent's room before 8 a.m., So even though there was chocolate all over the couch, the daughter didn't come into the room. She tried to clean it up herself because she's a rule follower. Yep. And it just got all smeary. And she comes into the parents' room. She's got chocolate on her ankle. And her mom's like, why is there chocolate on your ankle? And she just very calmly says, oh, I spilled chocolate all over the couch. Now, in the past, her mom would have thought, wow, you are so unremorseful. I cannot believe that you don't care Mm. that you just did this. But really, what did she do right? She followed the rules. She tried to clean it up. And she doesn't have the skill of showing remorse. In fact, she hates feeling vulnerable. That is her number one nemesis. I don't want to feel vulnerable. Mm, And so here's the thing. It's not that you can't be disappointed about chocolate on the couch or the Mm -hmm. stain or whatever that is. Right. And... It's a couch. That's right. Like we have to pull back from that and be like, it's a, because what you're thinking of is willful defiance versus childhood immaturity. Right. Or, you know, a mistake versus willful defiance. Right. You know, if I say, Lincoln, be careful, don't spill your milk. And he's like, okay, but he's going through a growth spurt and knocks his milk over. He's clumsy. That's different than, hey, don't spill your milk. What'd you say? (laughs) Right. That's willful defiance. Right. It's definitely something to address in the moment and at a later time. But those mistakes, I'll never forget. I was walking off an airplane and I was waiting. I think, who was I waiting for? Someone. And I saw a mom and a kid get off and he had headphones on and he set his video game on a ledge and bent down to tie his shoe. When he bent down, it pulled it off. It broke the case. Hmm. And the mom starts screaming at him Mm. about how that's his brother's and his brother's going to kill him and he's going to be so mad and all these things. And the look on the kid's face was just shock. And I was like, that was an accident. Like, Mm -hmm. can there be consequences for accidents? Sure. Does he have to buy a new case? Maybe. And you know, he's not able to 
correct himself right at that moment nor in the future of that was an honest mistake yeah. i didn't know that the headphone cord was so short or it was caught on my elbow so that when i bent down it pulled off i tried to set it in a safe place right i didn't know this was going to happen and now i'm being punished for a thing that i don't know how i can fix this in the future that was the look on his face of right this will happen again I'm going to get yelled at again. There's nothing I can do. Oh, and when parents, you know, ask me, what do I do when my child just full on to my face says, no, I'm not going to do it or is disrespectful. Yeah. I say, listen to them. They're communicating to you. So, you know, when they're calm, sit them down rather than just what this parent did. Just absolutely no, not listening, not, yeah. not asking. You have to be kind of a detective. What is their behavior saying? Because if you know their temperament, you have a pretty good yeah. idea what yeah. their behavior yep, 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 is yep. saying. And so if they are being defiant, there are five kind of categories of behavior. It's uh, defiance or disobedience, aggression. You know, the disobedience is when they're just saying no or refusing to get ready. or, And then there is aggression, which in little kids, they're biting, hitting, hitting. pushing, yeah. exploding, that kind of thing. There's a uh, highly sensitive so those kids that are not asserting themselves, they're hiding behind their mom's legs, they're crying over everything. They're distracted kids. They just can't finish. We talked about that earlier. They're kind of in la-la land. Um, and then you have your hyper, your ping pong yeah. ball bouncing all A- over the place. ADD-ish? Yeah. Or and, yeah. and so those behaviors often go along with temperament. And so when you know their temperament and you see these behaviors, you can kind of be a detective to figure out what they're saying. For instance, if your child at dinner time is saying, I don't want to eat this food. And you say, well, if you don't eat it, you're not going to get dessert. And the child said, well, I hate dinner time. And they're just being defiant. Well, if this is a Dorothy child, first of all, you have to go, whoa, What's happening here? Exactly. Yes. Because yeah. Dorothy is a rule follower. And here's the thing. The, in the first instance, you're taken aback and you're shocked. Like, what? No, you're going to eat your dinner, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's that parental thing that you want to jump into. Mm-hmm. And if you can not be emotional and step back for a second and think, is this a normal thing for my kid to do? Mm-hmm. Like, is this a normal thing for them to do? Like, what's going on behind mm. this thing, right? Like, right. you're talking about the door, like, whoa, hey. I remember my parents forced me to go to camp when I was 17, and mm. I ran away my first night. Mm. That is so far out of my... Mm-hmm. That is so far... Now, my parents didn't know. They didn't find out for decades. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> decades. <laughs> Are they listening right now? <laughs> no, you said they already found out. They already know. But okay. looking back on that, I just got pushed too far. Mm-hmm. It's just gotten too much. And the key is, you know, you've got to communicate to your child after the fact. And then you have to, you know, give them coping strategies once you've found out what's going on. But, you know, I feel like that's what the point of timeouts are. I feel like parents lose a lot of the clout in a timeout when the child feels like timeout is a punishment. Yeah. But timeout is a moment for parents to collect themselves and figure out what's mm-hmm, going on mm-hmm. and for that child to calm down. Let's play through that scenario well, some more, mm-hmm. though. You've got a kid at dinner that's like, I hate dinner. I'm not eating this thing. I don't mm-hmm. care about dessert. Mm-hmm. You don't want disrespect. You don't want defiance. Right. So there's got to be something done. But talk about the personality types 
and what it might mean and then how we respond in those situations. Because I've got a scenario that I want to talk about that I think is very similar to this and it's interesting. Right. So I would just say, hey, let's take a time out. Let's, you know, and in this case, um, I just had a parent video me um, her child's calming corner that she created for her daughter. And in this calming corner, you know, she had her daughter help create it. And it's not a punishment. Her daughter knows that this is a coping strategy Mm. when she needs to go to her calming corner. That's where she goes. And so it gives the child a time to calm down and gives the parent a time to figure out how to react because in the moment is not going to be proactive parenting. It's just going to be reactive parenting. And so for that Dorothy child, you know, I would go into that child in the calming corner after a few minutes after you've thought about it and just say, you know, first of all, if it's a Dorothy child, do you need a hug? Mm. Do you need a hug? Even though that child is not looking like they need a hug. If it's a Dorothy child, chances are they'd say, yes, I do need a hug. Mm. And then at that point, everyone's disarmed. And then you can really have a conversation. And with that Dorothy child, I'd say, you know, there could be several things going on. The Dorothy child gets the gold star at school. They try so hard. They want to be perfect. They are perfectionists. And that is a very high bar to hold. And so by the time they get to dinner, they're done. They're done pleasing. Mm. They're done being perfect. And so when your kid acts out, it's it's actually a compliment saying, hey, I don't have to hold it together anymore. Mm -hmm. I can just let loose. And I'm so stressed out because I've held it together all day at school or... Their stomach could just be in knots. Yeah. Mm. And we they, say that all the time. I'd rather yeah. my kids disobey at home than out in public. That's yeah. right. Like we hear like, oh, Lincoln was so polite and he says please and thank you. Da, da, da. It's like awesome. Yeah. And this is where they should be testing the boundaries. That ought to be the safest place they can be. Right. And let's say in that instance, if you do get emotional, handle it poorly, just apologize. That's yeah. right. Because it's teaching, it's teaching your kids we all fail. And apologies are okay. Mm. It's okay to say I'm sorry. It's okay to say I'm wrong. You don't have to be right. Parents, for generation after generation, felt they had to be right all the time. In every situation, they were never wrong. Right. And the only message you gave your kid is, oh, you're not going to make it. Oh, you know, parenting is definitely a two-way street. And it's just as important for the parent to know their temperament very well. Because then you not only understand how to differentiate from your child. Like, you know, just like the chocolate story I talked about where understanding, oh my goodness, I am expecting my child to be super emotional and demonstrative with her emotions and able to express her emotions just like I am. And that's not right because I'm only one of 16 types that does that. And I need to realize that my daughter is not expressive with her emotions. It makes her uncomfortable Mm -hmm. when I'm expressing expressing my emotions Mm -hmm. yeah and so it's that piece of understanding yourself as a parent and then when you explain to your child hey you know what I am this person who shows my feelings outside of myself and I just feel like I'm boiling up inside with feelings and so sometimes I yell and I'm sorry I'm trying to work on that but this is what it feels like. It feels like hot lava inside of me. And I know you don't understand that because you don't experience your feelings that way. Yeah. But sometimes this hot lava just has to come out. And I'm so sorry if I hurt you. Mm -hmm. But just know that if I yell, you know, I love you so much and I'm trying to work on it. And that means so much to the child. And you're also teaching that child about other types out there that 
respond that same way. I was going to ask is how important Mm -hmm. is it to teach your child their temperament? And then you answered the question I had of how important it is. I was just wondering to teach your child about your temperament. Yes. And you know, it's funny because I've been working with our friend Sarah Wasser um, on that exact thing. I'm just working with some of her people (laughs) um, as far as understanding their parents. Okay. Going back after the fact and realizing, oh my goodness, this is why I can never get my parent to be what I'm expecting them to be. Yes. And they're never going to be. Right. Right. There are so many fully grown adults that keep expecting their parents to be something that they're never going to be. Yes. And the sooner you can adjust your expectations to what is appropriate. Yeah. Then you can have peace. So my mother, her number one strength is so not important to me. Her number one strength is making sure that all the sticks are picked up in her yard. And that when she's going on a walk, she notices every bird and she notices every little thorn on a hawthorn tree. And Mm. her number one function is internal sensation. And so what's important to her, I was negating So when she was so stressed out over the sticks in the yard, I'm like, really? You're going to stress out over that? But that would be the same as her looking at me being all emotional over a relationship going, really? You're going to be so upset over a relationship? So she could never relate to me on these relational tin man issues because I'm the tin man. And I could never relate to her on her sensing Dorothy control have to have every duck in a row. Yeah. Right. Super stressed about those types of things. The house being super neat. I could never appreciate her for that. But now I love how simple her life is and how content she is with just having her creature comforts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Because I'm just not wired that simply. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more Rebel Parenting. Oh, Rebels, can you believe summer is almost over? I know we think about getting healthy in the summertime. I think about it when school starts. That's when we've got so much to do. And our sponsor this month, Take Care Of, at takecareof.com slash rebelparenting, helps you get back in that groove. I've taken their online quiz. It was super easy. I don't even know if it took me five minutes. And here's what I'm going to tell you. This should be easy, but it's hard to find out. What supplements should I take? What vitamins am I missing? Well, I went to my doctor and took a blood test, and then I took the test at takecareof.com slash rebelparenting. They came up with the exact same vitamins and supplements I should be taking. Blood test versus five minutes online. They didn't cost me anything. It was so great, and you can see a difference. All their stuff is so personalized. The box that came in was personalized. Every little vitamin pack I have each day has my name on it. It's got a little quote. I love taking those. And I am feeling healthier because of it. I love this sponsor. I hope you'll check them out at TakeCareOf.com slash RebelParenting. 25% off your first order. That's TakeCareOf.com slash RebelParenting for 25% off your first order. Welcome back to Rebel Parenting. Did you miss us? We have a couple (laughs) we're coaching and their daughter called from school and the teacher said that she wasn't feeling good. And they were like, well, you know, put her on the phone. And the daughter was all upset. Hmm. And they were like, I don't think she's sick. 
And she's mm. like, daughter got more upset and more upset and finally was like, if you don't come get me, I'm gonna run away. Hmm. And parents were weighing in like, oh, well, you can't give in to that and then she's gonna manipulate you more, da, da, da. And the mom goes, you know what? I know my daughter. Mm. I don't know what was going on, mm -hmm. but I knew she needed me in that moment. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I drove down and picked her up. Mm -hmm. And there had been so much going on that day, but now she's in an office with an adult who's listening to her conversation, mm -hmm. and she's not gonna be able to say and doesn't feel free expressing mm -hmm. all these things that she's feeling internally that she's embarrassed about or ashamed of mm -hmm. or scared about, all these things. And the mom was like, you know what? This is not like her. Mm -hmm. She is not a defiant child. Right. She is not someone that just tells me what to do. She's never run away, never threatened to run away. Right. Something is going on. What is going on? I right. don't know. Right. But I know right now, her number one need is knowing that when she is in this much need, mama's gonna be there for her. That's right. And there were parents that were like, well, and she's like, listen, you do whatever you want with your kid. But I knew my kid needed mm -hmm. that right then, right there. Has she done it again? Nope, been a year. Right. Hasn't threatened to run away from school. Right. Hasn't had that. But the culmination of all the things that took place that day Mm -hmm. It was, I need you mm -hmm. right now. Yeah, I, need right. You, I need to be away from here and I need to be with you right now. And it was what you were saying. Right. The mom at first was like, hey, you can't threaten. Oh, there's something going on. Mm -hmm. There's something bigger. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Clearly, I don't have the whole picture. Yeah. But if you're this upset to say these things, yes. I better pay attention. Yes. That's a big... I Absolutely. Think Wendy, I got to ask you because like we've talked about a number of scenarios my parents are great parents and never would have come pick me up. Hmm. Absolutely. And I don't mm -hmm. know if there was one in a hundred kids whose parents would have done that mm -hmm. then. Are we in a way living in a different time? Are there more things going on in our kids' lives to where we have to be more sensitive to certain things like that? Mm -hmm. I surely hope so. I, I just feel like the stress level has gone way, way, way up for kids yeah. today just because of social media and the pressure of, you know, followers and likes. And then not only that, but we were just talking off, you know, Mike about how sports have gotten so much more competitive yeah. now, like our daughter, just to be able to compete in, you know, at a super high level in track next year, she's going to forego our family vacation to Italy. Mm. because she needs to stay back for sports. Wow. And um, Isn't it interesting that you've got two things? You've got that, mm -hmm. and then you've got the everyone gets the same trophy for no matter what you do, and we're not keeping score, and in mm -hmm. the earlier levels. Like, mm -hmm. we're swinging the pendulum too far. Mm -hmm. Like, Seems kids like need it. to understand, listen, do you get a trophy for going through the whole season? Sure. And the all-star team, they get a bigger trophy. Mm -hmm. You know why? Mm -hmm. They were better. Yeah. And you should understand that because when you're in your job later in life, someone might be better than you at that job and they're rising ahead of you. Right. And you're thinking, well, it's not fair. Yes, it is fair. Mm -hmm. It's fair that the all-star team, or if they get picked, you know, the best players from, you know, these yeah. teams get together and they make it, you know, one of those things. Mm -hmm. It's okay. And then you've got, that's, I, I was sat next to, to two women. I thought they were moms. They were teachers. Mm-hmm. I said, I run a parenting podcast. What can we do as parents that's going to help your job? And they were like, what are you talking about? I'm like, every kid coming to you has a parent. Mm -hmm. What can we do? And they were like, stop putting pressure on your AP kids. Mm -hmm. Your advanced placement kids 
Uh huh. Already are placing that pressure, that pressure on themselves. Yes. 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 When they come I home, agree. be safe. Oh, be yes. safe, be loving, be accepting, mm. be proud, you know, gush on them. Yes. I can't believe what a great job you did. We're so proud of you. And if you need a break, that you need a break. And I'm telling you that Dorothy child that just wants to please and they just want to follow the rules and they want to do everything perfectly. Those are the ones that are in danger. And the ESTJ child, which is like the alpha of society, they seem like they are a tank that can just take everything on. I mean, they're the ones that are the captain of the football team, the 4.5 student. They're in 5 million activities. They have a million friends. The parent's like, oh, I don't need to worry about them. In fact, I had a parent the other day say that her child was joking about KMS, kill myself joking about that Mm. and the dad was like oh we don't have to worry about him he was just joking and i'm like oh yes you do oh yes you do because yeah because his child is that type just the perfect kid who all of a sudden is like i can't do it anymore and i had a mom who her daughter was in college same kind of kid just you know just so many balls in the air perfect kid and that's what this kid does they just put too much on themselves because they want to be perfect and her boyfriend broke up with her that was the straw that broke the camel's back the whole house of cards fell down she had a nervous breakdown Mm. um, because her security her safety is gone and so these kids as they're coming up to their senior year okay they've got their 4.5 they've got all their activities that they're excelling in it's known right it's this known domain they have the security of their warm bed their house their parents their friends what are they about to do they're about to go into the unknown yeah not only that but they're thinking huh now i have to start all over again in college and i have to keep this up I have to keep this up in an unknown place without my security. Mm. Yeah. And those those are the good kids that it's happening to. Mm. Just too much pressure. So what would you say early on, like if we could support those kids, like say you see it in elementary school, they're already heaping on that pressure. Because I am thinking of a friend of mine who has a daughter like that. Mm -hmm. What would be the best way to support them? Early on, have them fail under your roof. Okay, you know, just yeah. let them fail while they're under your roof. Like I had a, a mom tell me the other day that her daughter had her very first huge breakup, and I'm like, "Hooray! Yeah, under your roof. Good. That's so good. Mm. That that happened to her now. Yeah. So you can help her talk about how did that feel? How do you feel? How do we cope with this? Let's you know write in our journal. Let's do this. Let's do that. Let's reach out to your friends. You know, mm. and and so look for those opportunities not to rescue your kid. Yeah. Because I think so many parents now rescue. You know, they run mm. in and they bring them the, Take all the pain away. Yes, then they bring them. You know, the assignment that they were going to be late yeah. on or whatever. Let them know it's okay to fail and actually celebrate yeah. failure. And if they need a third party, get a third party. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I was with my therapist. I've used this a couple of times, but I was telling him I was sad all the time. Well, early in our marriage, I go to my doctor and say, I'm sad all the time. They go, well, prescribe you something for that. And I go, mm-hmm. okay. And my therapist, I told him, I go, I'm just sad. I'm sad all the time. I can't get out of it. And he's like, well, why? I was like, what? He goes, why do you think you're sad? And it was when Laura was going through mm-hmm. bad bouts of chemo. And I was like, you know, my wife's got cancer and she's got tons of chemo and it's all this pain. And he's like, oh, that's a really good reason to be sad. Mm-hmm. You definitely ought to be sad. And I was like, mm-hmm. wait, what? No. Fix me. I, I don't, don't want to be sad. <laughs> right. He's like, I know, but you need 
to be you have a very good reason to be, be sad. sad. Mm-hmm. Let's learn how to be sad. Let's learn how to deal with disappointment. Let's yes. learn how to deal with pain in our lives. Yes. That was I'm going to be 49 in a month. At 48, 47 that was last year. Why did it take until 47 for someone in my life to be like, let's learn how to deal with Mm -hmm. really good reasons to be sad? Because then it gives you perspective for the things that's like, you know what? That's not really that big of a deal. Mm -hmm. Like I'm letting this affect me too much. Mm -hmm. This isn't real. What else is going on in my life that's making this seem so out of proportion? Right. Right. And that's what, you know, when you understand your child's temperament and more specifically I kind of equate their temperament to a car and everyone has four passengers riding in that car. And those four passengers are the different sections of the brain, the different psychological Mm. functions. And so you either have thinking, feeling, sensing or intuition driving your car. And then you also have one of those four as a teenager in the back seat and as a baby, <laughs> a baby in the back seat. Yeah. And so that type I was just talking about, that's so perfect. That's, that's the kingpin of our society. They have feeling riding as a baby in the back seat. Mm-hmm. So when all of a sudden these feelings aren't in the back seat anymore and that baby is grabbing their hair and pulling on it, they feel vulnerable. They feel scared. Mm -hmm. They don't know how to deal with it. And so that's why I have tips for parents to work with that child, expressing feelings, digging down to the feelings, even when that child's like, oh, everything's great. Everything's wonderful. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, To really pull it out of them, because Mm -hmm. the things that we have in the back seat are what are causing our imbalances. Yeah. yeah. Because right. we're overusing those front seat driver and co-pilot functions. Yep. Like for me, I am all feeling. And so when I get in a funk, I need to balance, okay, what is feeling and what is rational truth? Mm-hmm. So what are facts and what are feelings? And guess what my baby is? Logic thinking that's my baby Mm -hmm. yeah so if i can balance logic with feelings and my parents if they were to help have helped me do that but they didn't know my personality but my husband helps me do that okay what are the facts you know i know you feel like you're the worst person on the planet but that's not true true. what do you know to be yeah what are the facts and then what are the feelings and so that's what you can do with your child too when you find out their baby function you can help work with, with that them. to help oh. them find balance that's gold. in yeah. their personality. That's yeah. golden. And that'll help them in all their relationships yeah. with friends, mm-hmm. with teachers, with boyfriends and girlfriends, mm-hmm. with future spouses, with Just bosses. Just enjoying life more. Yep. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. But it's not in the heat of the moment when that problem arises Correct. that you're going to solve that. So I have this, it's called ACT, where you teach your child an action, you teach them certain calming words, and then you teach them a tool or a tactic. Mm. And so I have different sets of those for the different personalities. So, you know, calming words for their personality are going to fit along with who they are. So, you know, in the moment, 
I feel like I'm the worst person on the planet. So my calming words are going to be something about a key strength in my life. Yeah. No, I am this. Right. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's a calming word. And then an action for me is going to be something physical, doing something with my physical body, like cleaning the house, turning on some 70s music. Yes. Right? A little foreigner, you know. There we go. <laughs> or, or, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. A little some Backstreet Boys, boys you know. <laughs> um, so turn that on while I'm cleaning. A physical act to quiet my brain and then a calming word is who am I really? Mm-hmm. And so parents can speak that into their children and I teach yeah. how to do a calming um, three strength list for your child that they can say to themselves or just a phrase like, hey, this is not the end of the world. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. The sun will come up tomorrow. And then the tool or the technique can be something like, hey, you're an introvert. So if you start feeling yourself getting cattywampus, in a party, go by yourself. Yeah. That's a tool or a technique yep. Yep. that you work with your child ahead of time. That they and know. teaching your kids they can mm-hmm. come to you in those moments for that mm-hmm. is a big deal. Lorna's relationship huge. changed. When I get super depressed, I forget who my friends are. I mm-hmm. literally forget who they are. Mm-hmm. Not funny figuratively, but I'll go into a panic and I'll turn to her and be like, who are my friends? Mm. It what it used to be is I don't have any friends and she go yes you do mm-hmm. and so now it's who are my friends right true and, friends yep who were your friends say, yesterday today <laughs> will be your friends that. tomorrow mm-hmm. but she'll just list them out into that. she's got a yep. big list of people that she's like Marshall's your best friend he's there for you every day mm. you can call him at a moment's notice and it's like oh yeah that's right I do this stuff with Marshall all the time mm-hmm. and she'll you know she'll start naming. The rest of them, you've known this person for your entire life. You know everything about them. They know everything about you. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, I'll be like cycled way up here mm-hmm. in a panic. And she'll list four or five friends. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And Good then I go. know that. Yeah. It, I need Laura in my house. It changes when I'm everything about Going cray cray. I need Laura's calming, sweet yeah. presence. It <laughs> and it takes especially as a parent or a spouse, like we did a show, what do you do when your spouse is depressed? And at the moment, I was really going through deep depression. Hmm. And we have to be honest about that. It's terrifying for Laura when she sees all my patterns have changed. Mm -hmm. All -hmm. the things I normally do have changed. I'm not getting up. I'm not eating right. I'm not Mm -hmm. working out. I'm Mm -hmm. not meditating. I'm not doing any of these things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the thing to not do in that moment is, hey, you need to start waking up in the morning. Hey, you need to start working out again. Hey, you should eat better. Like, I know. I'm sad. I don't want to do any of that stuff. <laughs> right. And now I'm feeling broken because you're telling me I need to be fixed. You know, right. those things. Right. But also to recognize when you have a spouse that deals with anxiety or depression, it's scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's scary for Laura when she sees those patterns changing. But to also know she knows ways that make me feel more secure mm-hmm. and more loved. And then when I'm calm, we yeah. can talk about, hey, have you thought about, you know, certain, but it's not that in the moment, in the heat, when I'm, you know, down. Yeah. But it took a while to learn those things. It took, you know, we talk about on Rebel Parenting, we can't do the work for you. People mm-hmm. are like, oh, I want what you have. We've been doing a ton of therapy. Oh, yeah. We spend a We've lot of money on therapy. We've done coaching, too. We've done tons of coaching work. We've been yeah. coached by lots of people. We hang out people. with people like you. <laughs> we read certain books. We uh-huh. go to retreats. Right. You know, you can have those things if mm-hmm. you put the work in. Yeah. And it's worth it so mm-hmm. worth it like i know people are like oh my gosh this looks like so much work yeah it yeah. is yeah. so worth it well and you know it's funny because you don't even i don't think parents think about 
role playing situations with their kids. This can mm. be the greatest thing after a you know huge blow up has happened. You know, two or three days after you have family night. Let's say on Friday night, it's always family. <laughs> he said two or three days later. Always family not night. An hour later. Yeah. Not right as soon as they've calmed down. Right. Let's work on it right now. Oh, now I've just ramped right back up again. Yes. Right. Like right. You need to give it time. Asleep. You know, adrenaline needs to get out. That oxytocin, right. and all those chemicals that have yeah, just been released. Good point. Chemical. You gotta yeah. get away from it. Right. And that's why the first thing of act is action because it will quiet the brain and um, stimulate the whole body and mm-hmm. the muscles in the body. So like while push-ups, you know, something physical, you know, is part of that. But what I was going to say is, you know, so on family night, you can say, okay, we had that horrible thing that happened the other day, you know, with that big fight. So I'm mom, I'm going to play David. And dad's going to play Lucy. And so the kids love it because they've switched roles and their parents are playing the kids and the parents are going to just act it out all wrong. And then they're going to ask their kids, okay, what could we have done better? What, (laughs) what's our act strategy that we could do? And now we're going to act it out using that. And actually kids, you come up and you show us, you show us how we should have done it. And then have them act it out using the act mm-hmm. strategy, whatever it is you've taught them to do, so that instead of hitting their sister, their sibling, they go, hold on, I'm going to go in the other room and I'm going to just, my calming corner. yeah, I'm yeah. going to go to my calming corner and take some deep breaths and I'm going to tell myself what a great kid I am, whatever that strategy is. And maybe play with my Legos for a while and then I'm going to come back out, mm-hmm. nice. um, you know, and mm-hmm. act it out. So that in the heat of the moment, they're going to know what to do. That's fantastic. Oh, I love that. Mm -hmm. That'd be fun with our kids. Yeah. Wendy, thank you so much for coming in again. We appreciate it. The resources are great. My pleasure. The wisdom is great. Where can people find you? WendyGossett.com. All right. Wendy, G-O-S-S-E-T-T. Lots of free resources on there. And Mm -hmm. for Denver people, I'm a contributor for Denver Parent magazine lots of articles in there but i have those on my resource page the book's coming out so sign up for my newsletter that comes out once a week usually once every two weeks depending nice. on if i've been busy or not it's more than us so yeah awesome, awesome. Well, thanks thank so much you. thank you we appreciate it. thanks rebels see you soon special thanks to wendy for being in the studio today thank you so much for driving down here thanks for your commitment to helping parents understand their kids better. Ooh, what a just a jam-packed broadcast. Thank you to our sponsor, The Voice of the Martyrs. Persecution.com is their website. The Voice of the Martyrs, providing resources, materials, tools, Bibles to those being persecuted for our gospel in hostile nations around the world for more than 50 years. Persecution.com for The Voice of the Martyrs. God bless, Rebels. We'll see you soon. Rebel Parenting is produced by Rebel Media House. And when you need a little help with your marriage or parenting, and everyone does, you can find it at rebelparenting.org. Sign up for the Rebel Update by texting the word REBEL to 444-999. That's R-E-B-E-L, and the number is 444-999. We love it when you share Rebel Parenting with your friends and family, so thank you. God bless. Thanks for spending your time with us. And we'll see you next time for another episode of Rebel Parenting.